Welcome to Human Impact Stories, hosted by Eileen Sweeney and Amy McGuire, two business leaders with background in corporate social responsibility and community outreach. More than human interest, these stories have human impact. And now, Human Impact Stories. Hi, this is Eileen. We started this podcast because Amy and I actually had a level of frustration. We know great things are happening to make our community stronger, but those stories don't always get told, or they are undertold. So each episode will highlight a person or an organization doing great things and having impact on the community in innovative and sustained ways. You'll hear from grassroots leaders, social responsibility experts, athletes, artists, and educators who will share their stories. And we believe everyone has a story. So thank you for joining us. And now on to today's episode. Sports are back. Maybe not exactly as we knew them before, but how enjoyable is it to see hockey, much less to be watching the Stanley Cup playoffs in August. On today's episode, Eileen and I spend time with the leadership of the Detroit Red Wings. Today's guest leads community impact for the Red Wings. Kevin Brown will share with us how the organization is making an impact on and off the ice. Great. Well, I'm happy to share. And, and okay. as Eileen said, it's a very, it's a different type of approach, right? When you're coming at it from a business perspective. Um, and and uh, Eileen has definitely seen this, uh, you know, in her world and as much as I've seen where um, uh, community relations uh, at, at one point, I'd say probably about 15 years ago was very much kind of just the heart of an organization. Um, it's now very much a part of the business, uh, and a part of the, the approach to everything that, that the organization is doing. Cause that's it. It's the way that folks connect now. And don't you ever. believe the the vernacular of community relations has changed so much? Like I see corporate responsibility and that is such a broad yet narrow topic and what it means to be a responsible citizen, especially in your case and in the community that you're serving, you all really serve beyond the borders and the walls um, way, way into communities. So I, I think you're right. The core of it is coming back and we think and what we've seen, it's never been more important to have corporate responsibility and community relations woven in. Right. Yeah, absolutely. So, Kevin, um, why don't you just tell us about yourself? Why don't you tell us, how did you come to be in, in sports? Well, I started with, I started in the sports industry uh, with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, uh, actually, when I was in high school. Uh, I wasn't uh, much of a sports person. Uh, and to be completely honest, uh, the reason why it was attractive to me was uh, I needed some uh, diverse elements on my college resume and, uh, and saw that uh, the Buccaneers organization had an opportunity to take something that I enjoyed, which was volunteering, uh, and couple that with, uh, with a, a, a powerful brand in the community. And so uh, applied as a junior in high school. Uh, to be a part of a program called Student Advisory Board. And uh, from there, was able to uh, really work 
to understand what uh, sports meant to the community and, and really understand that um, there are not many things that bring people together uh, to, to rally behind something and to be um, impactful in a, in a unified way. And so I, I learned early on uh, as I went through the process that uh, working in sports and working in community relations in particular within sports uh, was really the path I wanted. And so um, it, took, uh, it took a little while to get into the organization and, and begin uh, a full-time career, uh, but uh, worked through uh, trying to understand different areas of, of the business, whether that's working training camp events or working games, uh, and eventually was uh, afforded an opportunity to come into the club and, uh, and work in the community relations department as an assistant and, uh, and then uh, grow from there. And so uh, really uh, was able uh, early on, and this was started in 2006 that I began full-time with the team uh, and spent nine years uh, learning the business, uh, learning how community uh, relations can uh, can impact uh, uh, not just the the environment within which the team plays, uh, but also impact the team uh, and the business. And uh, after those those nine years of of kind of growing within the role, was able to uh, be recruited up to Detroit for a new position that they had uh, with the Detroit Red Wings, where. Uh, they were bringing together community relations and foundation under one umbrella uh, and uh, were looking for somebody who had a similar type of a, a skill set and someone who had had seen both the the nonprofit side uh, with the with the team foundation but also understood uh, the other side, which is that that business related impact uh, that a team can have on the community and so I've been now with the the Detroit Red Wings for uh, what'll be five years in in December, and uh, have have really grown in the role to uh, help uh, what is a, a very storied franchise, an original six team uh, in the NHL, uh, to help them grow as well uh, and be a great uh, impactful uh, individuals and and impactful. Uh, as an organization uh, on the community in uh, in Michigan and, and particularly in Detroit. So when you think about that experience that you had at the Buccaneers and full disclosure, Kevin and I worked together at the Bucks. Um, how does that uh, compare with what you're doing uh, in, in a different sport and definitely in a, uh, a different city? There are some crossover uh, elements. Sports, uh, community impact within sports is, is, uh, ha- has a, a layer of um, similarity, but I would say it, it's all about the, the community within which you are doing the work. So uh, the community in, in Tampa Bay uh, was very different than, than the community that we're currently working in in Detroit. Uh, and so... Uh, that has been a, a, a change uh, and uh, really making sure that we're creating programming and outreach that is connecting a pop- to a population that uh, is different. And, and so that coupled with uh, just a, a, an enormous fan base uh, 
given the franchise, uh, the success of the franchise over so many years and 11 Stanley Cups and uh, everything that has come on the ice for the, for the Red Wings, uh, now uh, it's really been our focus to understand how we take that excitement and that level of um, importance and put it into the work that we're doing in the community. So tell us some about the initiatives that you're working on and what are some of those outreach programs? Yeah, so this season is special for us coming up here in the 2020-21 year. We'll be transitioning all of our community impact effort to be focused on youth. Uh, and this goes back to the conversation earlier about uh, how community impact is, is a vital part of the, the business of the franchise. And so uh, we know that the work that we're doing in the community helps to generate that, that future fan uh, and, and hopefully, uh, in turn, create a, 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 an opportunity for the franchise to continue to connect in a, a meaningful way. And so we've really uh, re-engineered a lot of our work uh, during this off-season and are very excited about it as we go into the 2020 season uh, focusing on youth, particularly uh, in three areas, youth wellness, youth education, and then the growth of the sport of hockey with children. And so uh, in education and in wellness, it isn't just about introducing uh, the, the, uh, a writing prompt or a, uh, a, a math opportunity, but it's, it's about taking math and science and writing and reading and putting it through the lens of hockey uh, so that uh, if there is a child who may uh, may not be interested in uh, in what they're doing in class and, and what a teacher is offering uh, hopefully will provide a, another avenue uh, for a teacher to uh, maybe hook a child into a, a love of reading or writing or science or, or math and so uh, any way that we can do that type of work and make that type of impact uh, is eventually going to, uh, you know, bring so many benefits, uh, not just to the child that is, is being impacted, but uh, ultimately to the, the Red Wings organization. What I, um, what I really love is that you're using the word impact because that's what all these stories are about. And is there a way that, that you're actually tracking what that impact looks like? There is. So uh, we, we track it through a, a couple of different avenues. Uh, one of those is uh, the, the youth, the number of youth that are impacted. That's really rather simple uh, in, in an approach to, to understanding the impact. Uh, but we're now diving a little bit deeper to understand um, where we're making the impact within the specific areas, whether it's reading or uh, math and science uh, to understand if if the work that we're doing is going to uh, be uh, a, a positive outcome for for the child and and also uh, again going with your business hat back on uh, it proves out that the money that's being spent uh, is actually making an impact right and, and I, I use the word impact a lot because I, I don't really like community relations uh, so. I, uh, it's the, it's the title I have, but we're ultimately community impact, right. Uh, in, in the work that we, that we do. Uh, and so 
again, if we can, if we can prove out to uh, our ownership or to a business partner that the money that they're putting up for this, this work in the community is, is actually uh, making a, a tangible impact, um, it, it gives them the, the clarity to be able to say, you know what, yeah, I want to continue that work uh, because, because I can see that it's doing something. Uh, and it's not just a, a nice thing to do, um, but it's also really, in the end, making uh, a level of, um, of difference that, uh, that we know uh, we can with the power of the sport coupled with uh, the power of resources. In today's environment, we are seeing that organizations are doing well by doing good. The Red Wings are the front runner in this space. Tell us more about what changes you've made to adapt to the current situation. Yeah, so a few months ago, we launched a, a million-dollar initiative in the city of Detroit uh, after about two years of planning, uh, trying to understand um, the way that the organization could be embedded into Detroit in a, in a, uh, a path that created opportunities for kids to uh, experience the sport of hockey, uh, but more importantly, uh, pull away from it the principles of the sport. So whether that's courage or perseverance or um, respect. And uh, this million-dollar initiative, which is called Learn, Play, Score, uh, is a, a combination of a variety of grassroots efforts that are going to roll out across the city, again, to, um, to provide those, uh, those efforts to kids uh, in a very intentional, hyper-local manner. Uh, and so we announced it a few months ago. We were excited about it. And then COVID-19 came. And so we had to, uh, we don't use the word pivot as much as we say evolve, right? We had to evolve what we were doing uh, and, uh, and bring it up to a level that uh, we knew we could, we could do uh, in the city of Detroit and, and really think outside of the norm. And so we introduced an at-home pro program called Street Hockey in the D at Home. Uh, and we had a couple hundred kids across the city of Detroit that received uh, sticks and balls. And uh, what was the most important element of it was that uh, we introduced a, a virtual series of videos that taught the kids at home how to play the sport of street hockey. Uh, and and doing it at home with items that that they have in their in their home space. So uh, whether that's cups from the cabinet to use as cones, or uh, using a laundry basket as a goal, uh, those are the types of things that start to kind of in, uh, bring in a, a level of um, of uh, ability for kids, so that they know, okay, well, I can do this. Actually, uh, I can play this game because the Red Wings are giving me the stick in the ball and they're giving me the understanding and the education uh, to do it. Um, and, and what has been uh, impactful uh, or most impactful out of the whole thing is that um, we also know that, um, that in many ways uh, for kids, uh, especially in a city like Detroit, which is predominantly African-American uh, you if you could see it, you could be it, right? And so uh, for us, we made a decision very early on in the process, uh, about a year and a half ago, that uh, that we 
we were going to engage with, uh, with people of color within the city of Detroit, uh, who, um, who would then uh, help teach the sport to kids uh, so that uh, it was uh, a, a, another connection point, right? Uh, and kids start to see that, um, that they see themselves in it, right? They see themselves in the sport. Uh, and so we brought on a gentleman by the name of Jason McCrimmon uh, as our ambassador. He grew up in the city of Detroit, played ice hockey uh, as a kid uh, in the city, went off and played in college, played uh, semi-pro uh, and pro, and then came uh, back to the city and and uh, started a, a nonprofit organization that uh, that encouraged that gets kids playing ice hockey, uh, and so he leads the virtual program, um, and uh, and we've seen a lot of um, we've we've seen a lot of uh, a progress come out of it with kids where they're uh, they're excited about it and their parents are excited about it, and uh, we hope that it leads to uh, to kids more kids in the city wanting to. To try the sport. As you can hear from Kevin, the Red Wings Foundation is a great example of community engagement, and they're not alone. This kind of commitment takes place across pro sports franchises. It's so much more than just player appearances. And because of a team's fan base, their community program gets great support. Actually, we've often seen that it's a point of pride among fans. So when a sports team commits to community outreach, Everybody wins. And now, back to Kevin. So, um, a couple of things. One is the uh, you didn't use the word pivot, which is great because that is the word of the pandemic right now. But uh, enhancing is a great way to put it. But also, uh, I guess a few questions I would have is: Do your fans know this? How did how did you get this message of? this kind of a community commitment out to your fans? Yeah, so the fans are coming to know it. Uh, so the announcement was big and flashy. And, you know, when you make a million dollar announcement, uh, you tend to have a very flashy uh, type of event. And so, um, you know, we've, we've gotten the word out there uh, to our fans that we're doing this. Uh, and now what we're doing is we're, we're starting to provide those proof points, right? And so street hockey in the D and the, 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 the power of the program uh, starts to be, is, is giving us a proof point that we can begin to build upon. So uh, we'll come away from this telling stories of the kids and the, the parents and the individuals who were part of it. Uh, and that will begin to help our fans see it and understand it. Uh, and, you know, when we talk about half of the, the job on my end is foundation work and, and particularly fundraising. So uh, telling those stories of, of the, the impact that's happening on behalf of the fan who donates when they're purchasing a license plate to put on their car or uh, attends one of our events, uh, for them to see those stories, it, it brings it kind of, uh, it brings it, it into focus where now they see and understand, aha, I see where the, the dollars are going. Uh, and I know that the team is, is really being good stewards of, of my donation and, uh, and giving it uh, in a way that is going to make that, 
that community, particularly Detroit, uh, a better place for for kids. So, is there um, has there been an uptake across the league? Have are other uh, hockey teams in the NHL doing what you're doing? It's it's funny. We uh, we were in some ways the first out the gate uh, for this type of work, and and. Uh, a lot of it had to do that with us having the momentum of of the announcement and, and really uh, having to uh, to evolve or uh, however you'd like to say it <laughs> right uh, uh, to make sure that we continued the the momentum of the of the effort that we had just announced and so um, we have received a, a, a variety of calls from the NHL as well as uh, the member clubs across the league who uh, have called to to pick our brain about uh, how we did it and uh, and the the results that we're seeing and um, and I wouldn't be surprised if you start to see a lot more uh, of the clubs um, take this type of virtual approach, especially uh, given the current uh, the current climate with with the pandemic. So um, it's been exciting to to be uh, one of the uh, one of the the. Um, show pieces, I guess you could say. So um, one thing I think is kind of interesting from pro sports that might be surprising to our listeners is that while you compete on the rink, on the ice or on the field, um, when it comes to community relations, there's so much sharing. And uh, when there is a good idea, it does get shared to be replicated. So would you agree, Kevin? There is. Yeah. It, you know, we don't come, we don't compete. We compete slightly, right? Like you, <laughs> you, you see somebody and you go, man, that's really good. I wish I, I wish I had thought of that. Uh, but then you say, I wish I would have thought of that. And now I'm going to probably try to try to do it. Try and, do uh, it. and, and no, absolutely. It's, uh, you know, we're off the ice. We don't compete right for, for, for that in that type of way, but um, but we are we are very much a community of of individuals that um, and a community of teams that that share uh, as much as we can. It's a it's a small network of of folks, right? So uh, when you see something you like, it's it's not it's not too difficult to find them and pick up the phone or shoot them a quick email and ask a, ask folks how they did it. It's great how you've built that um, friendships and those relationships across the whole league. Eileen and I really crafted these episodes around a word. And there's so many words that you've talked about. You've said evolve. But I keep coming back to development or or almost wings. I hate to use that one. But you're developing the community with all these initiatives. And you're really developing youth. And then yet you're giving, you know, you always say give kids roots and wings. You're giving them these wings to, not to play off of Red Wings, but to help them grow and to help them really soar. And, and you're kind of doing the same thing for other leagues. So maybe comment on, on your favorite word or a word that means something to you or you kind of live by. Yeah, I think if there's a, a and those are great. I, I, uh, I, I, love, I love when we can use wings, right? <laughs> We thought that you would love that. So, right. so yeah, well yeah, done. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. We try to sneak it in whenever we can. <laughs> um, but no, I think uh, if I'm going to pick a word, um, a word that's really uh, universal for me and, and meaningful is reach. 
because it, it means so many things to so many different people, uh, whether that's reaching up uh, or that's reaching out or that's reaching down, um, that living with that type of uh, mentality, that type of philosophy of, you know, how can I reach, right? Uh, what can I do to, to uh, change somebody's life or to change direction uh, for, for what we're doing as an organization? Uh, and how do we reach, right? Uh, Love it. And it, it's it, it truly is a, a, right. a, it's a special it, word that, that yeah. can, uh, like I said, it can mean a lot to, a, to different people. Um, and, and I think that's why it, it comes to mind as something that, for me, is, is pretty important. It's such an active word. You reach, you reach and you, in so many that. different ways. So stories that reach and, and reaching across. So that's a great, thank you. I like so it. So a couple of things before we wrap up, Kevin. One is I know you recently, you, you went to University of South Florida and I know recently you were part of that leadership program. Tell, tell our listeners a little bit about what that was. I was, yeah. So there's a, a post-crisis leadership program that the University of South Florida offered uh, as a certificate. And uh, great for them uh, to be able to offer uh, the certificate for free uh, for, for leaders and for individuals who, who want to understand uh, how to best uh, situate themselves and their business uh, coming out of uh, something like what we're going through now. And uh, with the pandemic and, uh, you know, they're a program like that, I think will resonate and has resonated uh, with myself and I imagine others uh, who are thinking about how you, um, how you look towards the future and how you understand <clears throat> what is going to be the best next move uh, for you and doing it in a way that, uh, that is going to uh, create the most impact, but is also uh, smart and, and well thought out. Uh, and, you know, there definitely were things within that, uh, within those sessions where I said, man, this is affirmation for me because we're already doing this. So this is great. Uh, but then there were also elements where um, it was, uh, it was eye opening and it was uh, really uh, informative for me as I think about being a leader uh, of a team and, uh, and, and leading a, a, a group like Community Relations and Foundation uh, for, uh, for a franchise. So um, I know you've gotten a lot of recognition for this, these programs. Didn't some other recognition just come your way as well? We did. We've been very fortunate that, uh, that Learn, Play, Score has, uh, has kind of taken different uh different communities and and folks by storm right so they they've uh, people are very excited about learn play score just as much as we are uh and so we were uh we were just named a uh, a project play champion uh for 2020 and and we join a, a group of 18 uh organizations that include the, the miami dolphins as, as well as uh, other nonprofits uh, across the country uh who were named to this 2020 cohort uh, and uh, basically, it uh, is a group of organizations who are committed to um, creating opportunities and ways for kids to uh, be active and to play 
Uh, and uh, for so many uh, kids, particularly on our end, uh, in the city of Detroit, um, there are not a lot of kids who identify with the sport of hockey. And so um, for us to put together such an intentional plan uh, to help create those, those uh, inroads and, uh, and develop those pathways for kids uh, and then see it honored in such a way was, uh, was, was truly special and, and something that I know uh, as an entire organization we're very proud of. It, it takes, uh, definitely takes more than, uh, than one person or, or a couple of people to do this type of work. And so uh, this was very much a, an organization win, I guess you could say, for, uh, for us on that side. Congratulations. That, that is a huge win <laughs> for you and for everyone that surrounds that. Thank you. So um, just a couple of things uh, to end up. I have to ask you, do you miss Florida? <laughs> uh, you know what? I miss certain aspects of Florida, right? So uh, I miss the ability to go outside and flip-flops in December. Mm. Uh, that's, that's not really possible in Michigan. But, uh, but I will say that uh, Michigan is definitely a very, it's a beautiful place to, to live and to, uh, to do the type of work that we're doing. Um, you know, they're, they're one of the major reasons why I, I left Florida to come to, uh, to Detroit and to Michigan was because I saw the, the opportunity to make a, a, a really, really big impact uh, through the work of the club, uh, particularly across the city of Detroit. Uh, and uh, I'm really proud about the the work that uh, my team has done uh, so far, and and where we're going uh, moving forward with uh, within the city and, and across the state of Michigan. That's great. So we know it's LGRW. I know that. There you go. Um, how can people? How can our listeners who are all over the country? How can they? learn more about your programming and is there a way people could become involved? Yeah, absolutely. So you could go to DetroitRedWings.com slash community. If you can't remember that, then just go to DetroitRedWings.com and find the community at the top. Uh, but that's where you'll, you'll find all the information about the work uh, that happens both on the community relations side, as well as the foundation side. Uh, for those who want to be involved in, in the work that we're doing uh, in the city, uh, we're always looking for uh, for folks to support financially uh, through our foundation. Uh, the dollars that are raised there go back into uh, programs like Learn, Play, Score, and all of the efforts that we're doing in the city. But they also uh, go into uh, to efforts across the state of Michigan to help grow the sport of hockey. So um, definitely uh, encourage your your listeners to to visit the Detroit Red Wings website to to learn more about the work that we're doing to make an impact. Absolutely. Thank you, Kevin, for sharing the Red Wings Foundation story and giving all of us insight into your work on corporate social responsibility. And thanks for listening to this episode of Human Impact Stories. Stories is produced by Jody Locke with technical support and editing provided by Kevin Tice.